Yeah, yeah. Is that his foot's gotten sore. So, yeah, same foot, I think, is, yeah, he's had issues with this year. And just, yeah, it was, it was sore. So, we had fresh legs, opportunity to get him in. Does it look like it's going to keep him out of the oh, It's too early to tell. We'll see how it pulls up. Is it the same foot as um, he's been having trouble with? Yep. So I guess uh, at this stage of his career, he just seems to can't get a break with injuries. Is it, how frustrating must he be? Oh, well, it's a bit early to go there. Um, yeah, he'd be disappointed um, having yeah, been subbed out and it, it flaring up again. But yeah, we'll get him home and yeah, assess it further and see what it means. Yes, Fremantle coach Justin Longmuir uh, talking about Nathan Fife and his sore left foot subbed out of the game against the Western Bulldogs at three-quarter time. Of course, the Dogs did have a last-quarter surge over the top of Fremantle, but Fife wasn't able to impact the game much for the three quarters. He was out there. Jordan McArdle was at the game for the West Australian newspaper. It was his last shot in anger at the West Australian newspaper before he joins the SEN team, and he'll be in uh, comms for Wildcats. Jordan, welcome to the show, and welcome to the team, mate. Good morning, Darth. Thanks for having me. And yeah, look, looking forward to uh, to getting started with the, the SEN team tomorrow. Yeah, we're looking forward to We thought you'd be out here already, mate. We think you're late for work on your first day. I mean, come on, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> or it, when is your first day? Your first day is actually tomorrow, isn't it? Is that right? Or The first day is tomorrow, yes. Yeah. So I only, only got back from Melbourne uh, yesterday evening, so I thought I'd have uh, had one day off between finishing at the, the West Australian and, and starting at the Wildcats. So have you already cleared your desk out and carried your books out and done all that stuff that I, I know I went through it last year? <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't as yet. I spent my uh, my last three days as a as a West Australian employee over east, funny enough. So, um, which which probably sums up my last probably year and a bit at uh, at the West Australian. A lot of a uh, lot of away games and a and a lot of travel. So, um, yeah, yeah, plenty of time spent on a plane the last year or so. All right, mate. Well, uh, all the best with. Uh carrying your stuff out today. I'm sure you'll get a lot of help from management. Um, hey, uh, the game at uh, Marvel Stadium on Saturday, was it a case of the, the doggies' big bodies just rolling over the top of Fremantle again? Yeah, it really was. It was just that, um, probably that 20 minutes, wasn't it, right at the end. Freo got themselves back into the game and, and they even took the lead when Sean Darcy kicked that goal early in the final quarter. And then the Bulldogs just went bang, 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 three centre clearance goals in, in probably the space of about three minutes. It was um, it was just remarkable. You thought the game was uh, was pretty much done after that. I think Bontz um, went to another level. Libo won a clearance himself. And, um, yeah, the, the Bulldogs just scored that quickly. And, yeah, Dockers just couldn't couldn't stem the uh, the flow of scoring, unfortunately. And, yeah, it's, uh, it's looking pretty tough for them now. They need to win six of their last eight games to um, to make the eight there, you know, game and percentage out of the, the top eight now. And they've got some, some pretty tough assignments to come. You, you'd still expect them to um, to win this weekend against Carlton, but then they've got games like they've, they've still got three top four outfits to come after that in, in Collingwood, Brisbane and Port Adelaide. So um, to, to not be able to drop two out of those games, it's, um, it's starting to look pretty tough now for the Dockers. Let's talk about Nathan Fife. Not really effective in the first three quarters. I, I, I think his kicking's become a real, real problem for Fremantle. Like he butchered one 
a, a, a very short, very simple kick inside attacking 50 that resulted in a turnover goal down the other end. And unless he's fully fit, I'm not sure what the point is in playing him. And um, I think they have to stop trying to get him out there mostly fit and just accept he's either fit or he's not playing. Um, what's your take on where he's at? Yeah, it's a bit of a worry as well. And obviously the the foot uh, plants of fascia stuff recurring as well. Obviously couldn't couldn't finish the game, had the uh, the soreness in his left foot once again. And yeah, like you said, he he probably wasn't that effective in the first three quarters anyway. He ended up with 12, 12 disposals and a lot of those kicks were ineffective, weren't they? There was one kick um, for goal, but it didn't make the distance. He, he totally sprayed that. And like you said, there was another one got going inside 50 that he that he turned over so um yeah it's um a, a pretty disappointing game all up and um yeah more more injury worries as well like who yeah you'd say he wouldn't play this week against Carlton and then you know who knows when he's going to come back after that he obviously missed missed six weeks last time with um with something similar so yeah there's a real watch on him and there's a watch on Luke Jackson as well, he um, he couldn't compete in the ruck late. There was obviously Josh Tracy thrown in there as um, as Sean Darcy's backup. I was told he was um, he was battling a bit of soreness, so it's going to be interesting to see what his workload is like um, during the week at training. He's yeah, he's certainly one to um, one to watch on the track this week as well. And obviously after three goals last week, he was he was very very quiet. Luke Jackson. That was going to be my next question, actually, Geordie. It it baffled me a little bit what Tracy was doing in the ruck, and I figured there had to be something wrong with Jackson. Um, the the fact that he stayed out there probably means it's nothing too major, but um, it was certainly it left them hamstrung in that period when the dogs got on top of them late in the game, didn't it? It did. Yeah, he's such a handy you know number two in the ruck to to Sean Darcy with his you know leap and his athleticism and stuff like that. So yeah, to not have him. Um, go into the ruck was um, would have been frustrating for um, for, for Justin Longmuir. So um, yeah, I was told it was a a bit of soreness, so that was why he was you know stationed permanently up forward. I think he only had uh, six or eight ruck contests for the whole day, and and none at all in that final quarter. So just just when they needed him, he um, he, he couldn't unfortunately. So um, that's the the explanation why Josh Tracy was um, was forced to go into the ruck there late when. When Darcy was off, did it stretch Darcy too far too? I mean, Darcy was off the ground for a long time when they needed him on there, and it felt like the the Dockers A grade stoppage crew had to spend too long in there at various stages during the match to stay in touch. And then when they needed a spell, the Bulldogs were able to roll over the top of the kids. Oh, definitely, yeah. Well, when you when you yeah, Darcy was sort of tiring. You didn't have Jackson as a backup. Obviously, Fife's a real Stoppage beast and that as well. He would have been primed for. Um... Might have lost Jordan there. We'll come. We'll try and get him back, Justin. Uh, we'll tr- we'll give him a call and uh, and get him back on the line again. I think. I, I just get the feeling with Fremantle that Fremantle might have just found their level for this year. Um, they had some things roll their way last year. Uh, they also had Mundy, Logue, Acres, and Lob in the team and Darcy Tucker providing depth. And to me, I'm not, I'm not overly concerned about them in the longer term, but you've always had this feeling that they are just a little bit short of it uh, this year. They've certainly, whenever they've run into a really good opponent on the road, they've struggled. 
and they've been tipped over a couple of times by good opponents at home. So, yeah, I'm thinking they may just have found their level and their level is going to be just outside of the eight. We haven't been able to get Geordie back yet, so we'll take a break and be back with more of Mornings with Mark Duffield on SENWA. Welcome back to the show. Unfortunately, we were rudely interrupted going into the news when we lost Jordan McArdle on the line. He's back now, so we'll continue our interview and our analysis of what happened in Fremantle's 29-point loss to the Western Bulldogs on Saturday. Geordie, you there? Thanks, mate. It wouldn't, uh, wouldn't be a show with me without some sort of phone, phone trouble. So I think, um, I think I'm a bit cursed down in uh, Piara Waters with the reception and the, the rain going down heavier and heavier down here. <laughs> <laughs> so, mate, um, tell us about the young Dockers mids and how they went. Now, clearly they, they got caught against a very good midfield late in the game, but in the longer term, how are they tracking, do you think, Matt Johnson and Neil Erasmus? Oh, I think they're. I think they're certainly still tracking well. I thought Matt Johnson took um, took another step forward. Brayshaw was reliable as ever, and, and Caleb Sarong, he's gone another step closer to to winning the Doyle Bell. And he ended up with thirty eight and, and ten clearances, so he was uh, he was fantastic. Liam Henry was obviously good on the uh, on the outside as well. Um, I guess with Fife potentially being um, you know being sidelined, it, it gives Erasmus a a good opportunity, doesn't it? He hasn't really had that, um, I guess, that clear run at it to, you know, to play several games in a row. He's been, you know, in and out of the side. He's been the sub. So I think if if Fife is to be, you know, ruled out for potentially multiple weeks, it gives someone like Neil Erasmus a, a really good run at it because we've seen glimpses of what he can do. But, um, yeah, it feels like he's almost the... Um, you know, the guy to be squeezed out when it is, you know, pretty much a full-strength side. So let's hope that, um, you know, we see Neil get some full games under his belt and, you know, get a get a real guess extended run to, to have a good crack at it because we've seen what it can do for, for someone like Matt Johnson. I think he's taken some, some really good steps forward this year. He can, um, you know, he can play inside, he can play outside and, yeah, he's really starting to find his feet at AFL level. So let's hope Neil Erasmus gets that that opportunity and, and follow suit. Yeah, you mentioned Liam Henry, 33 disposals. There was a couple of iffy moments, wasn't there? He dropped that mark and then missed a tackle on Bailey Williams after dropping the mark, and there was a couple of missed disposals. But I I really like the where he's running to get his touches. He's pushing back hard into the back line. And the other thing I like about him, Geordie, is that unlike a lot of safer um, Fremantle players with the ball in the hand, he's prepared to look back inside and try and bite off the kick back inside the corridor. And I... I think in this era of fast footy, if you're not doing that, you're you're playing with one hand tied behind your back. So um, I I like what he's doing, and I hope they continue with him. Yeah, I agree. It looks like his confidence has has really gone up in the last last couple of weeks. Career numbers of of 32, then 33 in the last two weeks. And, yeah, he's nailing a lot of those kicks now, isn't he, when um, you know probably in his earlier days he was, you know, butchering it a little bit more and, and probably look down on confidence. But yeah, there's still those those moments. But I do like the the fact that he's you know keen to to take the game on and you know really nail those kicks. Obviously, I think there was one down back where he turned it over. And you know, there's there's still going to be a couple of those moments in games. But yeah, I think he's um, yeah he's, he's been one of the shining lights for the Dockers over the last couple of weeks and you know it is a, a real career defining stretch for him coming up in the last 
eight weeks of the season, he's he's out of contract. There's obviously going to be that uh, be that interest from from over east. There's already it sounds like a few clubs that are um, you know, keeping a close eye on him. So whether he um, you know he stays at Rio, gets an extension there, or or you know gets a, a deal elsewhere, it's going to be a, a really sort of fascinating period for for Liam Henry. But yeah, in terms of his form, he's um, he, he's certainly starting to cement his spot in the in the best 22 and um, yeah nail down one of those one of those wing roles yeah he's, he's holding up his end of the bargain isn't he he's doing what he has to do um, his value will be going up I suspect not just uh, uh, from his own perspective his contract value but also his trade value if he decides to go I think Fremantle will be looking at that with some interest as well because um, um, he's starting to look like more like the the top 10 draft pick that Frio took when they uh, when they match Carlton's bid for him all the way back in that 2019 national draft. Jordy, put your reputation on the line here, mate. Do the Dockers play finals from here? Uh, I don't think they do. The, the run home is, is quite tough, and the fact that they only can drop two more games um, on the, in the last eight, it just, they've just been that little bit too inconsistent this year. Um, you know, Whenever we think they're, um, they're back up and running, they... They drop another game, so yeah, I, I don't think they do from here. Saturday's game was was that important. Obviously, you know, a lot talked about being an eight point game and that sort of thing, and to drop that from a, a winnable position might um, might come back to haunt them. So no, nah, I, don't, I don't think they do, especially with the likes of Collingwood, Port Adelaide, and, and Brisbane still to come. I think it's going to be too tough for them from from here on in. Mate, thank you so much for joining us on the show. We all always appreciate your time. We welcome you to the SEN team. Look forward to seeing you around and uh, hope to talk to you again in the near future. Thanks, Darth. Thanks for having me. And obviously, thanks for your support over, over my years as journalist as well, mate. So, yeah, looking forward to, uh, to crossing over and joining the SEN team tomorrow. Jordan McArdle, who covered Fremantle's 29-point loss to the Western Bulldogs in Melbourne on Saturday. What were your thoughts on the performance? What are your thoughts on the Dockers going forward? You can have your say on the Temper at Bedshed text line. That is 0487 736 736, or you can give us a call on the open line, which is 13 12 55. We'll be back after the break.